Hello and welcome to this episode of For The Journey. This is IP Fabrics podcast where we're hearing from practitioners and experts who are tackling our next generation network operations issues head on, really learning from their experiences. Now, today we're joined by a very special guest. Um, is actually an IP Fabric customer with a really great story to tell. Guru, how about you introduce yourself um, to start us off? Oh, um, Darren, thank you so much for bringing uh, uh, me to your podcast here. It's exciting to be uh, here today. Um, I've been a great follower of your podcast on the Community Fabric, and uh, you've been uh, bringing the best of the best uh, from the industry and uh, helping the community and the uh, the Community Fabric uh, grow in uh, in bringing that uh, uh, intelligence together. And uh, it takes a village to do that, and uh, kudos to you for doing that uh, consistently. Um, with that, um, uh, I'm Guru Prasad Ramurthy, go by Guru. Uh, in short, uh, I lead the uh, uh, global network for SNP Global, a uh, combination of architecture, engineering, and operations function. Uh, and uh, I've been in the industry for over uh, 18 years now and uh, have led all these functions. Uh, and today at SNP Global, I, I, I lead this the global team of over 100 people uh, building, managing, maintaining the, the world class uh, network infrastructure for a a leading company. Awesome. In fact, thank you for introducing me. Thank you for those very kind words as well. We, I think it's an important thing to, to say before we, we start really. It's, it's part of the way that that uh, the IP Fabric approaches um, uh, the, the, the community generally is that it's all about us working together um, to, to build build better network operations. And so we're really super, super pleased to have you with us. Um, thank you for joining okay. us. Now, when I was preparing for this, it, I, I was obviously reading your CV, and it struck me that you've got a very rich networking background. You, you know, firsthand all the problems with uh, with network operations, with engineering, and and will have a really good handle as as most people do in your position um, as to what makes a successful network operations organisation. And I guess the first step for that is defining strategy. Is that fair? Oh, yes, absolutely. The, the the strategy plays a, a key role. Before I I talk about the strategy, let me let me introduce SNP Global a little bit. Uh, ah, who we are, what we do, right? SNP Global is a leading provider of uh, independent ratings, benchmark analytics, and data to capital and commodity markets. Uh, uh, worldwide and to many businesses. What we do at SNP Global is continuing to powering the markets of the future. Many world leading organization, governments, and the businesses, they rely on our essential intelligence to make the decision with uh, conviction. To do this, um, uh, we are a company of about 35,000 strong people operating in about uh, 48 countries. And uh, if you simply convert that into an engine room of SNP Global, uh, that consists of an infrastructure that runs in four cloud providers, uh, 20 data centers, over 100 offices, uh, which runs our world-class product. And if you further translate the infrastructure of this scale into a simple networking statement, we are again talking about a a multi-cloud, hybrid cloud network uh, across the cloud providers, across the data centers, across the office van, backbone, uh, and all of this have to be uh, 
built, maintained, and delivered uh, with uh, greater availability, greater security, and uh, greater user experience. It comes with a greater responsibility of, of uh, doing all of this, and uh, <clears throat> the the network team does this. Uh, uh, with uh, time and again uh, at SNP Global, to do all of this, um, you you need a stronger strategy of where we are going. I mean, historically, all of us have done this architecture, engineering, and operations. And uh, when I when I when I first came in, it is important to understand the mission statement of how do we connect ourselves to the company's uh, the the statement of powering the markets of the future, and. Uh, to power the markets of the future and to provide that intelligence, the essential intelligence uh, to thousands of our customers worldwide, because the opportunity is moving in nanosecond speed. The world is moving in nanosecond speed. And post COVID, all of us are dealing with that speed and the agility and whatnot. Uh, enterprises of today are no more that enterprise network. Uh, right, it's it's no more that one single MPLS network. You no more have that uh, internet as a network. Your boundary has grown. Uh, if you are an enterprise who are already connected with um, AWS and Azure and Oracles and Googles, you are already a network of a network. Uh, and there goes the mission statement of uh, my strategy. Uh, you know, uh, we are a network of a network, uh, but with an with a with a goal to enable secure and seamless connectivity and experience in order for our business to deliver the essential intelligence anytime, anywhere, right? And with that comes with that uh, undertaking of leading a six pillars of our bigger transformation strategy, which means in order for us to deliver the data, in order for us to deploy the application anytime and anywhere, the network needs to be flexible, on demand, and globally interconnected. Like I said, enterprises of the past used to be that private MPLS and a few internet breakouts and whatnot. Yeah. And to meet the new demand globally and to meet the expectations of the business to deliver the data globally, for a company like SNP Global, uh, we, are, we have built that flexible on-demand global network, uh, which means ability to build uh, uh, infrastructure quickly, ability to build a new site quickly, ability to deliver a new uh, a cloud region quickly. Sure. But to do all of that, the second biggest pillar is, can we do all of this manually? Can we put hands on keyboard with thousands of engineers and all of it? You need to have that programmable mindset of uh, taking that uh, the historical mindset of software as a code and uh, infrastructure as a code and looking into network as a code and how you can make things as a more consumable way, self-service way. And uh, industry has evolved over the last two, two to three years with uh, quite a lot of tools ecosystem, which we will talk about it in the later part of the session and uh, bringing that capability and joining them. And what happens? And when you when you when you do all of this, you build a global interconnection, great. And then you deliver services in a programmable way, great. Then where are your users, mm-hmm. right? Uh, things changed in the last two years significantly, where the users are no more in the hundred offices. The users are probably everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why that that focus on edge is extremely important uh, post COVID. You're dealing with users uh, sitting in tier two cities, tier three cities, small uh, towns and everywhere. And uh, the understanding of the edge and and uh, delivering that user experience at the edge is the key. And 
when you kind of again going back to building that global network made it programmable and then okay you focused on your user edge yeah now you're basically expanding your security exposure a lot right and we took that shift let approach in building that security of of building that security at the edge and focusing on the edge security where things like zero trust zero trust models are evolving uh, as we are all hearing how do we make sure we adopt those principles and apply uh, in our infrastructure and we took that approach and we constantly looked at how do we strengthen our core mm. right where does our core critical services live in where does our crown jewel business lives in where does our services are living in we constantly looked at improving the availability of our core services yeah. but for a for a operations team they need a world view right uh, they are no more in the nock they are no more in a, uh, in a big world class network operation center looking at like a 100 different panels uh, and they can quickly swift through what's happening uh, they have all gone back to their uh, working from home hybrid yeah. work from home model yeah. and uh, we have to give them that ability to have that world view within that 17 inch monitor in simple words right how do <laughs> yes. you do that right you cannot yeah, yeah, yeah. send them like a 65 inch panels to their home and <laughs> <laughs> build their knock in their home we have to figure out the what's going to be the knock of the future yeah, and create that world view operations one of the six pillars of that is the is the world view in operation sure sure and and i mean there's an interesting point there isn't there because you've already mentioned the fact that you're talking about multiple different networks basically and and different uh, vendor environments different domains of of responsibility i suppose to to uh, at that engineering level but you need to have a view of all of those and how they're interconnected how they work together um to to get that observability so a single vendor approach or a a single tool isn't going to be enough i suppose so so you've tackled that in a very specific way with your observability platform right absolutely um, like i said um, I'll, i'll talk about um, um, the operation side a little bit about the world view in operations and why it is important um, in order for us to build that visualization capability um and um, create that intent behind that capability because you cannot kind of log into four different panels yeah. uh one is your constant service now dealing with tickets and then you're logging into the ssh doing a routing switching and firewalling and then you're dealing with saas tools um uh, that are saas based network tools to do that but how do you kind of predict what's happening in the network almost in real time right what what gave us is the the software development industry uh, over time um, have laid the greater foundation to what is happening in the network world today um, they did ci they did they brought agile they brought ci cd they brought devops they brought sre and uh, it's a great learning that we should just piggyback on and figure out how to apply these principles in a networking world right if if you essentially look at the networking business has always been that black box monolithic teams <laughs> and uh, the future is going to be the continuous everything practice sure. which means you wanted that continuity in everything that you do uh, you build something you need the continuity you maintain something you need the continuity right it's a it's a simple user experience of uh, how how every business uh, operates 
so what we did is we took that continuity everything in approach as a best practice and we took that best practices from the agile world cicd world devops world and sre world and combined them as a continuity of everything and uh, started doing our operations and uh, in, in and if i further simplify that we are no more in that world of one can build the house and somebody else will live the house sure at essentially global within the network team that's something we made it very clear there is not somebody who is building the house there is not somebody who is living in the house sure. if you are building the house build it for yourself and if and figure out how to live in that house so that you experience your house right historically when there used to be this gray walls between yeah, this yeah, yeah. Uh, architecture engineering and operations team yeah i build the house and then somebody else is maintaining it there comes that um, um the, the the difference in understanding of how do you build the house you did not build it right and i'm maintaining it because of what you built we are we are that brings that unified team of one who builds it is who is living it is the one who is maintaining it that yeah. brings it the cozy force of how we achieve things uh, in our strategy At which which yeah i'm thinking back to my time um as a as a network engineer and that idea of having to go in do complete a project to build some network and then create all the documentation and the handover process and all the rest of it to then give it to someone else to then maintain and there was always confusion and 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 right. difficulty in that flow and and what you're describing there is is removing that basically isn't it because you're Correct. creating this continuity um uh, right the way through yeah that makes a lot of sense exactly again, i'll also answer your point about um, the multi vendor approach sure, sure. continuity approach right if you if you look at the larger network ecosystem um, um it has evolved over the 3 years Uh, in the last three years, essentially, yeah. uh, if and any network world, we are dealing with over thirty to forty products uh, doing different things in the network. You have a router to do routing, switches, core switches, riverbeds, accelerators, load balancers. You can just keep counting on. If one has to pull their inventory in your CMDB, uh, I can guarantee that you would find at least twenty different products. Yeah. And um, and if you simply look at Uh, the top players in the market we are talking about 30 to 40 key products right and if you if you look at is there a one vendor who can come and stitch this ecosystem together to deliver that observability is there a one vendor who can basically stitch that apis together yeah. to create that network automation uh, and of course uh, one can decide to do uh, native ansible native terraform and native development but there comes a challenge of how do you scale how do you mm. maintain and how do you evolve right you don't when, when enterprises are not in that businesses of creating network products those are the those are the responsibilities of the networking companies to do that yeah. but enterprises are on the consumer side of consuming the best of the breed uh, and uh, and doing all of that and what we did is we decided let's take the best of the breed and uh, and if you essentially see over the last two years those network tools that are evolving uh, which is fairly a low code tools which yeah. is which is very i'm very happy to see that because <laughs> we don't want to hire we don't want to have like a 20 java developers and c c sharp developers sitting and programming rather these are low code tools which nicely fits that knowledge 
gap between a network engineer and a software engineer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to write code and do a QA testing and all of it. I'm building workflows. Workflows are being converted into the code. And each of these vendors are specializing in those areas. You can find a vendor who is very specialized in load balancer. Maybe they're picking up on uh, IPAM. There's another vendor who is very specialized on um, firewalls. Yeah, I'm picking up on load balancer now. But there's, there's two roads to go. One, you can wait for one vendor to kind of take that leader board. We don't know how many years it's going to take. Yeah. Or you make a decision to pick the best of these breeds and create an ecosystem to connect all of them. Yeah. Right. That way we reduce the time and effort to build everything by ourselves rather buy the right tools and then figure out a way how to connect them together and uh, that created the greater observability of bringing the data together bringing the platform together yeah. and uh, ip fabric played a critical role in the overall process of connecting the data connecting the data points and 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 whatnot and that is where it is taking us as an snp global as a company and that our network strategy to the next level yeah which which is uh, as you say that that ecosystem approach is something we're seeing more and more uh, and and you you rightly point out that the ip fabric is a part of that approach but but it's not the only element by any stretch right we we see it all the time with our customers with our partners where we're talking with them about exactly this about sharing the data not just um not just between tools but between teams and between and making you know making sure that data is always available that it's deep it's rich but it's but it's there and, and available to whoever needs it but but you mentioned that ip fabric plays a sort of key part in the observability piece for you um i i tell me a bit more about that if you can i don't know if sure um let's talk about how did we how did we accomplish that data sharing within sure. that ecosystem right we have a tool a doing load balancer automation we have another tool doing firewall automation we have another tool doing maybe routing and switching automation that's fine um every vendor has has their own strategy some vendor wanted to have a repo of a data and some vendor don't want to have a repo of a data i just wanted to have give you the canvas and the platform yeah. and the adapters to code but you figure out where to bring the data sure right and uh, when we when we when we created this ecosystem of network tools uh, we have to figure out who has this best of the best data and if you simply take a running configuration of a router we are probably talking about over 1000 lines yeah right and then when we deal with this data who has the ability to deal with this thousand lines of configuration quickly parsing the configuration and breaking them into smaller pieces of the configuration and then we can consume that in runtime and when we've kind of evaluated the process ip fabric came handy that time who has the ability to kind of take a snapshot of all this data very accurately almost in real time because of your snapshot feature right that minimizes the effort that i need to parse and read all this configuration right. and say hey listen i am only modifying a interface in a router why do i need to read 1000 lines in the in the in the process of automation 
from ip fabric i am able to fetch that interface level configuration sure, sure. very accurately and just deal with the change rather than the change has to deal with the thousand lines of configuration yeah, yeah, and yeah, do yeah. the right thing that's where that uh, that ecosystem and the integration and the data sharing really really helps i'll also talk about another great example of uh, a, a, a whip change in a load balancer which is a sure. common change uh, that we have to do is because if you look at our developers our developer runs applications and as you can assume any classic application consumes a load balancer of course right and a load balancer requires constant uh, caring and feeding of um, maintaining that whip configurations yeah right in the past it used to be a network engineer's job of maintaining the whip maintaining the members maintaining the configuration <laughs> maintaining the methods and ssls and what not and what we have done with nsnp global is we have made that entire process as a self service uh, okay. uh, with a, with the objective to make developer productive with yeah. an with a mission to empower the developer with the data that they need today our developers have the ability to maintain and manage their whips and make decision on what changes that they would like to induce at their whip level and those automation runs with the support of a data that's coming from ip fabric if they decide to change a whip configuration that the the automation tool needs to know where to pull the configuration from yeah, yeah. that is coming from the ip fabric and the tool handles the data in a runtime and uh, the developer can make the decision in the runtime of uh, his ci cd changes and say i have five members in my whip and i would like to remove one of them Yeah. because it's a bad server right and then they can look at the data and runtime execute it and then at the end of the change they can still go back and fetch did my change went in successfully or not sure, sure. again in the same process the automation is calling ip fabric and saying can you go back and check is my configuration is good so the the, the source of truth and the accuracy of data through the snapshot that's coming from ip fabric is keeping the consistency and the accuracy in our data yeah. that's making our uh, self service network automation of enabling our uh, users empowering our developers to uh, deliver services at most at a, at a very good user experience it's it's really interesting you you brought that particular example up because that was i i remember I won't say how long ago, but uh, I I spent a long time working for a big bank in the UK, um, looking after F5 load balancers, and and is a really interesting point that you make because if a network engineer is responsible for that, they have to know a lot more about the applications and everything that are running. There's a real issue with the um, whose responsibility it is to maintain the validity of those of those uh, that load balancing configuration because is it the application is it the network that's always a problem and and our traditional siloed approach does not help it help situation there at all does it so by creating this automated approach whereby i suppose you i guess you have templates for those uh, those vips you have default configurations for the the load balancing algorithms and all those sorts of good things that you can then put behind that self service portal but then use the real data from the network to validate that, that that configuration is as you expect it to be and then to validate that it is going to work the way you expect it to um brings all that together right 
absolutely right i think um if 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 you recall uh, the continuous everything approach uh, with a with a with a mindset where we wanted to enable our developers to deploy code almost same day yeah uh, which means uh, uh, if a sales person meets a customer in the morning finishes his meeting comes back to the technology team and say hey listen i met with a customer he would like to see this button from a blue to a red how long does it take to make a change can we deliver this change the same day by end of day so that the sales person can walk into the customer and say your change is ready to go right uh, and that's cicd in simple terms and uh, now it's about how fast you are able to do that cicd process but those changes also comes with the uh, with the infrastructure changes that needs to happen of course, of right course. not i i gave you an example of a button but now if you kind of multiply that at, at a scale of a bigger uh, uh use case then that comes with the cost of a network change yeah. but if we as a network team if you continue to say oh it's a traditional itsm process i'm you put in a ticket i'll take 3 days to do yeah, this yeah 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 then, then the customer is not not going to have them so yeah yeah right it's, it's so which is why we wanted to empower our developers yeah by giving them that ecosystem where they can manage their changes through self service model yeah, yeah. and this 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 integrated ecosystem of network tools uh with the with powered by the data uh, is enabling the developers to do the work with utmost confidence because they also need to have the confidence in the process and the trust in the process fine i'm calling out for a web change but what if if i break things what yeah. if i break my product right that worry is always there we also kind of build the confidence and the trust in the process by showing them uh in a single pane of glass saying hey here is a whip change you are making the pre change the post change and the developer has the trust and the confidence saying hey yes i am inducing the change in the right place right direction it is not going to break my product my product is going to be available 100% and i can still make my change successfully i think it's very important to emphasize the trust and the confidence yeah. when you do the self service model because you are basically it's, passing the key to a developer who would like to do this change yeah and and that again if you've got the appropriate uh, the appropriate mechanisms in place to validate that those are exactly as they should be once they've been executed you're just cementing that that trust and that confidence aren't you which exactly. uh, is is really interesting you'll notice i'm taking notes as we go here and i've put written very largely trust and confidence as the uh, as the points to take away because that's exactly what it's about you're quite right now i know uh, guru that you guys are super busy with loads of projects on the go at the moment and of course you've had um some merger activity recently as well which uh, i'm sure proved um proved challenging um i believe you've got a bit of a use case uh, around how how having all of this this available to you and the observability platform that you put in place ha- has helped you with that merger activity yeah well i'll start with a little bit of how uh, it initially helped snp global uh, when we when we first brought that uh, brought the ip fabric and one of the key feature that our folks were enjoying uh, uh, and this is as recent as the last night conversation i had with one of my lead engineer about uh, the feature that came out as a part of your 4.3 release okay. uh, you were able to discover 
partitions at a F5 level and produce that information very quickly. And uh, I asked them, why are you so excited about it? Is it like, if I were asked this information prior IP fabric, I would probably ask for a week to produce the data. Right. And uh, he was able to produce the data in, in about 10 minutes, which is exciting to hear uh, uh, how the tool is not just empowering the developers and the automation process, it is also saving a lot of time with the network engineers, yeah. not yeah. have to deal with the data in a, in a CLI mode. They can just go and take the templates of configurations that IP Fabrics already slating it in the right direction, right? Perfect. Then comes, um, Anytime when you kind of deal with a large network uh, of an enterprise such as SP Global, you're always dealing with this big flat visio diagrams uh, <laughs> with uh, hundreds of devices and uh, blue lines, red lines, green lines, and uh, and then you have to put your lens to the details and understand. And uh, at many times, the devil in the details is probably the engineer who yeah, knows yeah. what he is doing with. And then 24 hours later, if you look at the same diagram, there's a high possibility the diagram is obsolete. Then what changed? Oh, somebody yeah. else changed something. Then why is the diagram not up to date? If you, from, I'm sure from your experience, you'll figure out uh, every time, why is the diagram not up to date? No, what can we do that? that? <laughs> never, right? I think, I think the biggest benefit um, IP Fabric brought to us is that modeling capability, sure. right? Uh, and uh, taking our data, converting our snapshots and the ability to model the, the infrastructure either by an office or a data center or a sure. cloud or, or probably a host to a host, right? Um, that kind of gave us that real-time data. Somebody induced a change last night and uh, it changed the behavior of uh, how the network works and how was the network routing last night and how is yeah. it routing and today is, right. is the biggest feature. I think over the last uh, six months or so, uh, I have never seen my team coming with coming to me with the Visio diagram. They always came to me with an IP fabric, model the diagram and say, every time I used to ask them because it's important for me in my role that I understand, am I enabling my team Am I yeah. giving the team the tools and the technologies and the capabilities that they need to do their job better? Or, and that's the key aspect of my role in enabling and empowering them. In that entire process, it was it was uh, it was extremely happy. I was extremely happy to hear that they never have to go and produce this diagram manually. They went to IP Fabric, clicked on a site uh, somewhere uh, in the continent, and uh, said, "Produce the diagram." And then they produce the diagram and they have a trust and the confidence that diagram is accurate and uh, which is where this underlying trust comes in. Yeah, because I was just going to say that, 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 that gray area of uh, uh, what have I missed in this diagram that I don't know is completely eliminated because the tool is taking a snapshot. It is producing layer three, layer two, layer one information and the team can make an, a decision with a very good conviction and say, this is a curate diagram that I'm yeah. dealing with. Yeah. That's the biggest uh, uh, benefit that SNP Global adopted. And then, as you can see, a merger of this scale and this yeah. big can always get complex. And uh, typically, any merger um, network guys first in the line, right? They are the first always. in the line to get stuff done, right? It's always in with any merger. And uh, what it enabled us is, it is you, we are dealing with the network team of the SPGI and IHS colleagues and uh, sitting 
visualizing the diagrams in a visio and it is very hard to understand and it is extremely important when we use this ip fabric tool we were able to quickly model the the behavior that we needed to build the day one experience for our yeah. employees yeah right without that you are dealing with a bigger van architecture of independent companies and uh, with a limited understanding of the risk and the security and the posture challenges but ip fabric enabled us to understand what is a model that we would like to see and uh, converting that modeling capability into a real outcome and then when you convert it then you again have ip fabric discover the model finished outcome to confirm did your model behavior worked very well or not yeah and then what changes that you need to make in the due course um, uh, it has it has it has been a perfect window that we brought ip fabric to enable snp global it also came handy at a right time yeah. to help us uh, in a critical time of our merger to achieve the day one experience for our uh, combined company and now we are all uh, chartered uh, putting together the day two and uh, and the future experience of a combined company and uh, with a with a larger charter of uh, uh, having snp global continue to deliver uh, bigger data sets and bigger outcomes and uh, bigger results uh, in the coming years and and being able to bring that that self service and and automated experience to to all of your um your employees i guess rather than um, just just the you know a particular group so Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's a great way to say that. Um, um, uh, we are today uh, globally a strong 35,000 employees company post merger, and uh, taking that uh, tools ecosystem and the technology ecosystem and the automated ecosystem uh, and understanding the strengths of the both the companies, what we have done independently in the past, and uh, appreciating and combining those uh, technologies ecosystem uh, is going to be the, the the success for us. And uh, and uh, the work that has been done historically in both sides of the companies and bringing their capabilities together is going to take us to the, the next level. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a great, great to hear how you've been able to increase that agility in the network to really support. And, and I guess it goes all the way back to the beginning of our conversation to, to support the business requirement. Ultimately, it's it's, it's modeled, model the business requirement, understand what needs to be done to achieve that, and then to bring the agility into the network infrastructure to match what folks are already doing, I suppose, it, you, with with cloud and, and all those other good things in the infrastructure space um, to be able to match that and to be able to work that into those big picture workflows, I think is absolutely fascinating story. Um, Guru, I'm, I'm conscious I don't want to take too much of your time today and you've already given very generously, but are there any... Um, and I realize I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. Um, are there any, any particular takeaways that you would like people who are listening to to understand from, from the conversation we're having today? I think a uh, couple of things. Uh, um, uh, the, the, the network of the future is going to be the network of the networks. Uh, enterprises are, uh, uh, enter- the, the perimeter of the enterprises is exponentially growing. And uh, it is important to keep an eye on that, uh, um, the exponential growth and exponential exposure that brings uh, the complexity, that brings the security challenges, and that also brings the speed and the agility challenges. Yeah. So the one has to continue to 
understand what the what the future of an enterprise and what the future of networking looks like and how to deal with this multi cloud ecosystem and uh, how to deliver the same consistent experience no matter what where the user is and where they are on the planet and uh, enabling and empowering the developers and giving them the right data sets to deal with and building that ecosystem uh, of tools and technologies because if the evolution of the entire networking space is happening at a rapid speed wow, which yeah. i have not seen in the 5 years before yeah if you if you look out look at our network there and uh, in any network 5 years before the way it used to be is not the way the networks of the today that's very true that's very right? true so so to deal with that uh, change that's happening in the industry uh, the network teams uh, the network leaders uh, have to make a decision to deal with the change and uh, one cannot build it all one cannot buy it all but it's a, it's a perfect blend between the build versus the buy approach yeah. and find the right players and the right tool sets you build what you need to build buy what you need to buy but find the right balance to kind of um, uh, connect yourself and connect your teams to the larger organization strategy and the mission and and align your strategy and mission to the larger organization strategy yeah. and uh, at SNP global when we built our mission statement for network team uh, we were very focused on how do we connect ourselves and continue to keep ourselves connected to the powering the markets of the future strategy and which is why uh, we are connected to our strategy and the company strategy enabling us to deliver faster but yeah i mean that's that's the uh, the ultimate goal i suppose in in what you would hope that all engineering uh, uh, and network engineering teams would be able to achieve but uh, um, i guess what you've shown us here is that by by having that focus on the on the ultimate business goal allows you to to understand exactly what is required of the network and and as you say the network of networks in order to deliver that which uh, is often overlooked i think because of often because of the the structure i guess of of organizations and the way they work but what you've described in terms of those having those flows which flow between teams and 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 really where you've got gaps potentially in knowledge and skills what you're doing is you're filling those gaps aren't you with data um and 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 allowing that data to flow between um between the tools between the teams in order to uh, to, to provide that agility absolutely right i mean one of the one of the important learning um, uh, having working in snp global we are a data company yeah, of course. Uh, in my role uh, at snp global when i sit with the business team and the technology team uh, for us it is yeah. we get we get an opportunity to understand the importance of the data yeah because that's what our business is dealing with uh, it's a it's a great experience how our business are dealing with the data and how they are delivering their such intelligence we took that fundamental principle and said as a company we are we are dealing with a large data sets and as a network team we are sitting on a, that gold mine of data Absolutely. and how can we just take that fundamental principles of converting the data into intelligence that snp global is doing and take the same network data and convert that into a intelligent data that one network team can use it for our own changes second empower the developers to do their changes and enable the application operations team to manage their infrastructure and application challenges it creates a perfect blend and 
and uh, snb global is, is kind of helping laying that foundation of, uh, of of how to kind of deal with the data and i'm pleased to be uh, part of that uh, part of that journey yeah it sounds sounds an exciting times there so um and you know obviously we're we're lucky to be involved as well so we'll um, we're looking forward to, to staying uh, engaged and, and talking more with you about that as we go um appreciate your time today i realize we've run over a little bit but uh, uh, i hope there's uh, that doesn't cause any problems to your schedule but uh, it's really really good to talk to you guru thank you for your time thank you for your insight um if people would like to uh, contact you further um are they okay uh, perhaps perhaps connecting with you on linkedin or do you do you have a preference for I'm very much available on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very responsive. Uh, my LinkedIn profile is up to date and my contact is up to date. So uh, please do reach out if you have any questions and answers. And uh, Darren, thank you so much for hosting. It's and a uh, it's a great conversation. I enjoyed uh, uh, talking and great questions and uh, look forward to uh, uh, continuing working together and, uh, and uh, taking the network transformation to the next level. Yeah, awesome. We'll uh, no doubt speak soon. Thank you for your time, Guru. Thank you so much.